0: Welcome to Podheim, Jurok's Valheim podcast. Let's give him the business.
1: Hey, everybody. Today is February 7th, 2023. I'm your host, Jurok the Viking, and joining me today are my fellow Vikings, Gwen the Shield Maiden. Bonjour. We also have Shield Maiden Morning Darkness. Hello. We also have joining us today Viking Jewels.
2: Hello, everyone.
1: In digital Yay. form. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, digital Jewels.
1: Yep. And we also have joining us again for the third time. So awesome to have you back, Patrick Jarlstam, composer for Valheim. Hey, son, Ali <laughs> <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> so good to have you back. We uh, got cut a little short on our last interview. Uh, and there was so much to talk about. we had to have you back to uh, discuss more of that amazing new song uh, music that came with uh, the Mislin's update. I was gonna say the Mislin's music, but actually there were a few things added to the rest of the world a- as well. So I can't call it Mislin's music because it's Mislin's update music like because it it's in other biomes too, right?
3: Exactly, a couple of things that we felt were missing in in previous places to to tell the story of Valheim uh, have been added as well.
1: Yeah, and, and so you guys have went have gone back and added new music to the other biomes. Is that something that uh, might become a theme as it just continues to progress wherever you think that uh, music might be needed?
3: I hope so. I mean, there's. Uh, I have a whole roadmap of stuff I'd like to do for the game, but we haven't gotten to the place where we've been able to discuss that. So there, there are a fair number of things I would like to add. For example, weather-specific music, time-specific music for the different biomes that already exist. Uh, I think someone said about the crypts in the swamp, don't have any specific music. So um, that's the thing I have been thinking about uh, adding there as well. So my, my hope is that there will be, uh, I've sent out a message to the team to check what we will be working on in the future to make sort of a roadmap together, but we haven't gotten to the stage of discussing that yet.
1: Cool, cool. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, so uh, we, we were discussing before we started recording that there were 11 new tracks basically added with the Lens update. Is that correct?
3: That's true. And there was actually um, a 12th track that was added in between the old and the new, which is for the, um, the caves in the mountains. So that's, that was added before in between, oh. but you could see it as sort of yeah. part of the pre Mistlands update.
4: Nice.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, so I, I've prepped, uh, the, the songs to play here. Is there uh one that we should start, uh, to listen to and, uh, Maybe then discuss afterwards. We can listen to a part of it, however long uh, you feels appropriate.
5: Yes. What should we start with? Let's do. Um, I think let's
3: do Mistlands, the main theme.
1: The main. Because that's the,
3: That that sort of is the the basis for a lot of the other things of the music mm-hmm. that was made.
1: Okay. Uh, so let's see if I got this right because I, I had them named previously before uh, everybody got okay. on.
6: <laughs> yep.
4: Want to climb higher as you listen to that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that song I have uh, here is—it's something like a little over eleven minutes. Does that sound right?
3: That is true. The reason why it's so um is so long is that one of the restraints of the music playback system of violin we have at the moment is that we can't have multiple tracks per place. It's not just been prioritized to set that up in a different way so i made basically a the main theme which is about three and a half minutes and then there's a reduced ambient version of that and then there's an even more reduced ambient version of that making it 11 minutes before you actually hear the theme again so that there there was a sort of built-in form of of length and variation in in the theme Mm, nice basically a showcase of a a slight idea that i would like to implement for all the other biomes later Mm. if possible
4: what that would be nice,
1: Yeah, and every time I hear that, I think back to what Gwen said about it one time. Uh, that specific song where you know, the Mistlands like this very foreboding place, you know, with the mist and all the crazy creatures that attack you when you go in, but then you hear this music and it feels very calm, like everything's mm-hmm. going, going to be okay, and you can recover your 10 tombstones. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it, it makes me very excited to have a base in the Mistlands where, like, halfway done with it right now and it's mm. it's so exciting
3: that's actually a really good point that i wanted to because of of the way that this playback system works that we if we would have chosen music that's more high intensity and, and more foreboding then you would feel ill at ease all of the time and we could never change that again and that wouldn't right. be fun for the players so i erred on the side of let's make it a place that when you've conquered it or Become part of it. You can actually build a base, and you would like to spend time there because that's the Mm -hmm. thing that my I've heard from several people and friends that they built a base which was on the cusp of um, the Black Forest, and they've after that because of the music of the Black Forest place, they've actually dismantled the base and moved it into the meadow. So really, it's one of my
4: favorite themes. I love that. To be fair, mm-hmm. the Plains Fooling Camp music, I built a farm and that music <laughs> got me going. It got me to build that farm. And it was just like, every time I went in there, I was like, oh yeah, this is different, <laughs> right? This is new, right? Right? This wasn't here before, right? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Cause that was the thing that wasn't sort of part of the plan with the Plains of making it sort of a nice place to be That I would like to add Plains music that isn't as ominous necessarily when when you farm but i think the Thuling camp is is quite a cool one in oh, that yeah. there's a there's a story in in that one in in the sense that, that it's a living culture that the Thuling and that lives on after if you
1: eradicate the camp
4: can, can we listen to it real quick or
1: yeah well, since Just we brought that camp. one up let's uh yeah let's listen to <laughs> the thuling okay. camp.
4: since you've got this cool new tool i love love, like the the little like sting in there that you've got like it feels there are nefarious things going on here there's a lot going on (laughs) in that one (laughs) there's a lot going on i love
0: it is the bass uh percussion the same as the song when you get the fueling raid did you reuse a lot of the the same kind of uh baseline percussions
3: I I would say I use the same. I haven't thought about that. It probably is. I think that one is a combination of a couple of ones, a couple of patches from a synthesizer called Omnisphere that has a great pizzicato, staccato, attack sound, but also Uh um, sine samples, strings, which use pizzicato for all of the instruments, all of the string instruments. So uh, there's a fair chance there is a reuse of that. I try to have not just thematic couplings within a soundtrack, but also sound-wise couplings so that there are connections. For example, in Mistlands, you can hear in the background that the there's a harp that comes in and comes out. And, and that's a reference, of course, to the Meadow soundtrack that has the harp sort of playing these uh, very arpeggiated lines, which is something I wanted to do. Um, and then, of course, cello, which is one of the one of the main instruments of the whole Valheim soundtrack comes back oh, here. Yeah. And I want to give some <laughs> shout outs there. It's it's a fantastic musician called Freya Schack-Arnott who plays the cello in this and she's a fellow Scandinavian living here in Australia. She's actually part Australian, part Danish. Uh, so it's really fun to get to, um, to record with her and she also plays uh, key fiddle on Haldor, which we probably mm-hmm. will be listening to oh. later. But yes. it's nice mm-hmm. because Danish is not my uh, mother tongue; it's Swedish. But I, w- when I was young, we, um, we in high school, we people were going on a trip, and they were going like on a, on a trip down to South Europe. I didn't have the money to go, so we were a couple of people who said we are not going to, we're not able to go, but we'll go to on a, a little trip to Denmark instead. Which is, you get on the train, and it's thirty minutes from like in thirty minutes you're in another country, very close. And mm-hmm. my friend. My friend is part Danish, part Swedish, and I was speaking what we call fake Danish. Like you, you, you use Swedish words, but you try to put on a Danish accent when we're in Copenhagen. And she just got so angry with me and said, no, just be quiet. Don't even try. It's an insult. And I got so offended that I internally said, I am going to learn enough proper Danish
6: that,
3: I can, that she's going to one day be able to say like, oh, cool, that actually sounds like Danish. <laughs> so i've been sort of practicing danish whenever i could and and she did a couple of years ago she's a close friend of mine did say like oh you actually speak danish now
6: <laughs> and so I'm, I'm happy that i can
3: do that so i when i record with with freya Schack Arnott, then i get to practice my danish as well which is quite
1: nice fun. yeah another language if you don't if you don't practice you lose it quick i've tried learning a few languages and just don't get as many opportunities to uh, use it and, and uh, i it just kind of fades away
3: <laughs> exactly exactly and uh, one of the things i really wanted to talk about when it comes to the mislands track because um it was actually a track i had written before as a um probably said it last time we chatted as as a possible main theme for the whole valheim thing but yes. it didn't eventuate so the the mislands theme is the second of those themes and I w- the thing I wanted to try this time around is recording more real musicians because it sounds better, there's a different budget this time. And so we've actually been recording to people here in, in Sydney and in uh, Sweden. So it's, uh, the, the melody is layered with cello. Mm-hmm. And in the soundtrack, there's both, sorry, in that theme, there's normal orchestral flute, there's an alto flute, and then it's layered with a double bass as well, which is uh, recorded by Matthias Palm, who's the um, principal double bass player of Helsingborg Symphony Orchestra, who's also the symphony orchestra who premiered uh, music from Valheim live for the first time. So that's why it gets its sort of special sound. Uh, those three instruments, the flute, the cello, the double bass, um, compress together to become one voice. Very cool. And I think that has an airy, airy and sort of Harry mm-hmm. potter ness to it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the pacing is, uh, when we were listening to that first track, the uh, Mistlands one, the, the pacing is interesting, because there, there's, it seems to change throughout the music. The intro has this kind of I don't know how to describe I'm not very, very good at like music terms but it doesn't seem to be a, a a regular pacing and then when the um the second kind of phase kicks in with the additional instruments and so on then we get into a bit more of a of a groove it feels like then we're moving you know the first one it just feels like we're not sure where we're going yet we're just you know taking a few steps here a few steps there you know
3: exactly and it's that switch between it's in 6/8 six, 6/8 eight. Six, eight is a very dancey type of one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four. And um, Hald is actually in four, four now that I think about it, but it feels like a six, eight in my head, even though it isn't. Uh, but it switches between um, a six, eight, which is sort of dancey, and then you have the uh, three, four, So one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six. And mm-hmm. that's what it goes between, and it has that sort of shifting... Pattern. But then, yeah, then you get into a sort of a, a more straightforward 6-8 in the next theme. Hmm. And the form is intro, which is the A theme, uh, which builds up. And then there's a B theme, the A theme, the C theme to create a little bit of more interest, which is more flute-based. And then back to the main theme again, because I didn't want to over-orchestrate it. Um, but for the, in this instance with Lens, I had to make um, a mix. Which is more flat? Because uh, the original one is, which is probably the one that's going to be on the soundtrack, is more dynamic and really builds up and then goes down and builds up and goes down. That doesn't yeah. work well in a game because if there's something that's very mm. high dynamic uh, and intense, when there's nothing happening on screen, it looks very strange. It's, you feel like you're going to be attacked, but nothing's happening. And that's the thing we try to avoid in video games. <laughs> so I had to make a, a more compressed version that plays in the game
1: yeah that's it. That oh, go ahead, morning.
4: I was going to say to confirm, does that mean that there is going to be a second soundtrack? Like the post it,
3: the way it's been talked about before, it's and I think that's the way it's being worked on now is that the we're continuing to add to the soundtrack, and it's all in the end going to be one long soundtrack. So okay. I think that these files uh, will be added to the digital versions.
4: Oh, that's going to make so many people so happy. (laughs) As far as I
3: understand it, that's how it's being worked out. And they they might correct me later, but I think that's it. This music, the Mislamp music, has been added to the vinyl soundtrack, which is going to be released. Uh, Lucky that the the deadline was slightly delayed for the vinyl soundtrack, so we could push this in as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think the idea is that the soundtrack is going to grow and it's all going to be added to it for everybody to enjoy. And I think what was said before, at least, was that if you bought the soundtrack, that would be added. But I don't know if they might go with, it's going to be soundtrack part two. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I can't promise that.
1: Well, it's interesting because I, I think we talked about it last time where you were saying that, uh, you know, a, 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 song, a theme song for a biome has, can't be uh, too, too calm or too exciting because it has to f- sort of fit anything, any activity that you're doing. Yes. In the biome and if you want an exciting soundtrack like a boss fight then it's specific to that event Uh, and it just reminds me when when we're doing music for you know film and television we're always trying to do the music to fit what's going on so you know we have that luxury where we know what's going on whether it's an action scene or a quiet scene but every once in a while i watch a movie where they did not pick the right music And people will be just kind of calmly talking or walking through a scene and the music's going, (laughs) I'm thinking this is inappropriate for this moment. They're just standing there having a casual conversation. Uh, But, uh, uh, but that can have an interesting effect. Like there could be this crazy wild action scene or, you know, some big explosion or something, but then everything goes quiet and it's just a very, you know, calms calming song and that actually plays into your the psychology of the viewer right your experiences it's different if you're watching something exciting but hearing something calm so it really mm-hmm. depends on, uh, like as the filmmaker and the composer that you're working with what what are you trying to make the audience experience so with you I mean, that's got to be a a huge challenge because is it easier to create a song for like a boss fight than it is for the background soundtrack for a biome? It seems like it would because the, the boss fight, you know, it's this big action thing. So you, you pick the theme and you go with the action. But then the biome, you kind of have to make it not get us too excited, but mm-hmm. still, it, you know, it's, it's got to be a little bit of a challenge.
3: It is, uh, uh, but I would say that it's, it's an equal challenge because for me, it's both about storytelling. How yeah. do we, it's just that in, in the boss fights, you, you go, all oh, there's no punches, pull, and you, um, the difficulty there is that you, you, you want to add so many things and you have to keep it together and not feel too compressed, even though, of course, the, the boss battle music is relatively high, highly compressed. Uh, with a, um, a biome theme, you have usually more time to play with things and, and tell a story. So it, I feel it's it's slightly more subtle when working on biomes and and more high octane when it, it's the bosses. But it's it can take a few uh times to get like the the right feel. And, and with the Mislance boss music, uh it's that boss battle evolved a couple of times. So I think it's the third try. Um that was the one that where the boss was sort of more finalized
1: and the music fit in um
0: or the that queen the well. new Miss Lands boss.
1: Exactly. Queen. Yeah. Maybe we yeah. should listen to that one next. Yeah. We're talking about it. <laughs> this one's so good. Okay, here it comes. If you love all things Viking, just like I do, check out my sponsor, the Grimfrost. They have thousands of modern and historical Viking products. Check out this badass outfit I put together for Halloween and my online streams. You can use my link, JiractheViking.com/slash Grimfrost. It makes me want to headbang yeah. and make my beard fly all yeah. over the place.
3: <laughs> it is so nice as a as a heavy metaler for life to get to compose this type of music because there haven't been any games before that this was really fitting in. I've I've done a couple of fun demos when working on a game jams or similar, but but getting to do this is really fun. Um, side story here was that I had bought a after completing the um, the soundtrack the first Valheim soundtrack. I bought an 8-string custom Australian maker's guitar because I want to have something that's really heavy, really low. And and uh, when the boss wasn't finalised, I wrote a couple of, of ideas for that. But then I had to go to Sweden for this concert uh, with the Helsingborg Symphony Orchestra, and I didn't have a, a, an 8-string guitar. I couldn't use this one here. So my friend uh, Jesper Nielsen, who played guitar live on the, on the the with the Symphony Orchestra, he had actually bought a seven string guitar so he could play the the boss themes music live on stage so that's the guitar i got to borrow from him to to record this in his flat
5: uh, oh, so i'm very God.
3: very thankful to him that i got to do that so it, it didn't turn out to go as low as like it, it wasn't an eighth string but it didn't matter i think it like the got the heaviness from a couple of other things as well but i'm, I'm super happy with how it turned out and uh, you can hear that in the in the B part of this thing. You can hear that sort of ticking. Yes. You can tell that I'm a, a fan of, of Christopher Nolan and his movies because <laughs> uh, that the idea, like the ticking of time. Of course, there's many, many patches that have those types of sounds. and so that's not a new thing. But of course, I really like his movies. And uh, in there's parts of that in, um it's not Normandy. It's his, his World War Two movie on the beaches of... Oh, uh, Dunkirk. Was
5: it Dunkirk? Dunkirk.
3: Yeah. Dunkirk. And, uh, of course, Tenet, which mm. I actually really like as a movie. But it, it's sort of that, that's what I had them back in my head I wanted to use at that time. The, the, it's a way of keeping intensity while pulling down the dynamic level of the music. So it feels like it's still intensive, but low uh, dynamics. And then you pull up into the A theme again. My, my favorite is actually the end of the song, um, which is more sort of, aliens in spikes that was one of the original Mm. ideas was to look at the music of the movie aliens for for the boss but then it evolved from that Uh, yeah i
4: I know that they were inspired by some of their artwork from that movie
3: (laughs) (laughs) i mean who isn't hr geiger is fantastic
1: yeah yeah that's uh when people, you know, being a filmmaker, uh, I get asked a lot, "What's your, you know, can you recommend m- movies or TV shows, and or what's your favorite?" And I always say, "Well, Aliens is my favorite movie mm-hmm. of all time." <laughs> oh, uh, lots of uh, and it, 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 it's for so many reasons, but the music is obviously a huge part of that experience as well. So. Mm. I appreciate it. So what's, what's really interesting about that Mislin's queen uh, the, you know, of course they have all their production value and the, the artwork and everything. And the, the level design of the dungeon that the queen is in and all this, but a, a friend of mine, I've known for like more than 30 years, he had just gotten to fight the Mislin's queen the other day. And he said, he just, he was so excited. Like I've not seen him before talking about mm. Valheim. And he says that fight, and that music, like he specifically, like, like the fight and that music, like that whole experience is just so intense. Like I, I just absolutely loved it. Like he was falling back in love with the game again. And I was like, yep, <laughs> the music, you know, at, you know the, and the environment, but the music will really energize you for that. Yeah, I'm
3: so happy with that. And it's the first boss that's in an encased or encapsulated space before, yeah. which, mm-hmm. which the other bosses have not been. So that I, I think also made it more of a mayhem. Yeah, but it, it was it was nice. Yeah, it was it was fun. I usually start the. um I have a couple of patches of uh, like cinematic percussion stuff uh, that I use as a base plate. So I usually put that in to sort of find what's the energy level of the boss going to be like, and then I, I build off of that, uh, or make a heavy like a guitar riff and then put the percussion on. But guitar and percussion are basically the main thing. And when when you have them, you have eighty percent of the song. It, like then it feels right
1: nice well we have a few uh, other songs still to go to do you have yes, uh, do. a preference of something you want to talk about now i uh, let's do the gray dwarf camp yes oh, the gray dwarf camp yes i have that one here love that transition there uh we, you know you have that sort of the the deep sounds that are playing and then it goes to some is that a stringed instrument that it goes to dun, 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 in between after after that
3: yes it's i mean it's a lot of pizzicato stuff and a couple of of um i think it's col when you like so you, uh, it's very hidden in the background but when you strike the strings of a string instrument with the wooden side of a bow instead of you playing with the um the hair side of the bow, mm. the colenio Battuto, uh, which is really fun. This is one of my most favorite forms of music that I haven't used so much, but it's really good for, for um, of course, when I say it, I forget what it's called. I remember I got a book of uh, old uh, classical music and dances, and it basically goes through all of the dance forms. It's a great little thing to use when you, you're stuck in what's the, Form of this piece, because in classical music we don't necessarily think of the way as a pop song, like we have the verse and the chorus, but we it's more of a like a A, B, C form or variations in between. And there's so like there's hundreds of years of history of different songs and forms that have been tried. This is the um uh oh god, I should remember. It's not Rotando. Re- uh I will get back to that. But anyway, the form is A uh B A C A D for this song. That you have a main theme that you co- main theme that you come back to, and then you vary the middle bits in between. Okay. Uh, so you can see it as that. I mean, it's an A B A B song in a way. But if you feel like you reorchestrate the different pieces, it becomes different, mm-hmm. uh, a different feel to it. And so that's an idea from an old dance song from the seventeenth century that is just used in this. Uh, and here, doubling of cello and double bass. And I think that there's a, there's a sense of space, how big an instrument is with a double bass. That is really nice. You can feel that there is a bigger instrument playing it, even if it's playing in the same register as the, as the cello. We had a long session, me and Matthias Palm, or Hans Kuhl, Matthias Hans Kuhl, palm um, where we checked out the three double basses that he can use. And... One is an old one that has has been in his family for a long time, Russian bass, that is very charismatic. And we wanted to make something with Valheim for it because it it just has a very unreal character when you listen to it. And it sounds probably strange for many people to say that, well, don't all double basses sound approximately the same as the big basses? No, they have a lot of character, as every sort of instrument does. But in the end, that character didn't fit with the other instruments we had recorded so we used a five stringed double bass. They're massive, uh, that has a more of a, like an equalized character. It's a very good classical orchestra style bass, but I am looking forward. And I think that's, uh, or well, I know that me and Matthias are going to collaborate more, more soundtracks because he's an avid Valheim fan actually. Mm. And he contacted me because he loved Valheim so much and, and, uh, that's our connection and now we're friends, which is super fun. And we no, will probably off- use that double bass for something in the future because it just sounds so gnarly it it sounds like a werewolf of a double Mm bass.
1: oh well it it feels very rich and the first time i heard that it it made me think more of the gray dwarves as 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 sort of a sentient race of beings that have a backstory that's right that that's what it made me feel like i want to know more about their backstory now as i'm listening to this like I can just see them going on adventures and doing things as themselves, like in their own little tribes, and like I want to know more about that. <laughs> you know, that, that is re- exactly I re- what I hope for. Making Sorry. I have,
4: if I recall, there is a runestone that talks a little bit about them.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I just, I just want more. Like I want the uh, gray dwarf, the little short films. You know, which <laughs> I may, I, I may have to make myself, right? But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that was
3: exactly why I was hoping to achieve that because they do feel very, for lack of a better word, human, but they feel very, they're their own sentient creature and have their own ideas and wants and and we're coming into their world and no, not, we don't know anything about how they sort of function, but they're, uh, um, yeah, I wanted to give them character. And I think that with music, it's a a good way of, of playing, playing to that strength of, yeah seeing them in a different way
0: yeah and this track also definitely has like it, it, to me it just there's this little mischievous aspect to it and you know the the gray doves are kind of inquisitive and a bit weird and a bit like mischievous they run around <laughs> you try to throw you rocks and then run away <laughs> you know I, I think that track really encapsulates that kind of quirk that they have
3: Exactly that—the throwing of the rock and the running away—that is one of the things that I, I had in the back of my head writing it because uh, it's, <laughs> it's such a great dwarf thing, or for some of the grey dwarfs at least.
4: Yeah. Well, and I remember the being so specifically intrigued by the great—the sound of the grey dwarf spawner itself. It's like mm-hmm. these really creepy, evil whispers. Mm-hmm. And so I, I it, call it the jazz. The the jazz. Uh, <laughs> to me that's what
0: <laughs> it's the the kind of jazz uh, how do you call it the charleston um uh symbol <laughs>
5: sound yeah, yeah, it the, kind the of right sounds like <laughs>
1: yes
4: uh well i'm i'm just talking about the the sound that the spawner itself had before the music oh uh, yes mm-hmm. yeah like the the game sound itself yeah it's very whistling yeah, it
0: makes that it makes that noise it makes that it's, like oh, a whisper.
4: I interpreted, sound. I interpreted that as like whispers. Yeah,
1: it does sound uh, like yeah. whispers. Yeah,
4: yeah. And so, how do you feel that that adds to the mood of the Grey Dwarf Spawner with the game sound, and then this like really like quirky little sound that you've got going for them?
3: I think that it tells two different stories and sometimes that's really powerful because when things don't necessarily line up to tell one single story, they become more powerful. A great example mm-hmm. of that is the Beatles tune A Day in the Life, which is two completely different musical ideas that John and Paul had, uh, but that they put together and has become probably one of the most famous and best tracks of all time at mm-hmm. for many people. And I think that the, the Spawner camp sound is a it's an ominous sound it's something you you know you should look out for and i think that sound design for me it it tells you how the world works so when you hear that sound you know it's unnatural and something to look out for while the music tells you how it feels to be there and i feel like that's the sound is one dimensional because it's supposed to be one dimensional it's it's just a spawning point right with the music around it, it now tells of this story of of this working sentient group of of beings that do summoner for them the summoning sound is a normal sound that's their world but we've stepped into that i like that duality
1: well it it, being in in the film business for so long uh every once in a while a movie will play a soundtrack that seems to tell the the story itself like i could just close my eyes and and listen and, and see a story happening. And with that song for the Grey Dwarves, that's kind of what it does for me. Like I sort of see a greater story and a backstory for them. And, I, and I'm sure you're familiar with uh, Basil Puldoris, right? Um, the no, com- not yet. Uh, famous composer of lots of movies. Uh, one of my favorite movies that he did is for Conan the Barbarian, the, the old Arnold uh-huh. Schwarzenegger movie and the movie itself is it's okay. Uh, it's not bad. Uh, the director took it serious instead of like goofy from the, all those movies that came out in the eighties that were more goofy. But what does it for me with that movie every time is, is the soundtrack. Like I, I bought that soundtrack when I was young, I listened to it. I can see the whole movie and even more, you know, storytelling as I listen to that soundtrack. And that's kind of what that song right there, the Grey Dwarf uh, theme did for me. Like I see a story hmm. in the world of the Grey Dwarfs and uh, I have to uh, talk to the writer more to see if, what, what's in the works for uh, the Grey Dwarf. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to, to know more about them and, and see more lore uh, with them. That would be awesome. I
3: yeah. can see a possibility of writing music that's uh, like emotional string music in the sense that uh, to tell a story of the Grey Dwarfs going forward that now we've, we have got our first insight, but this is a battle situation, which is yeah. not normalcy. And, and I, I feel like there could be a, a storytelling weave that comes out of this, um, and, and the main theme of, the, of the, the Great Dwarf camp could be turned into something quite beautiful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. OK, well, I but, think we should, yeah, let's go. Let's do it, two
3: double builds here. I think let's do the Dverger excavation site and the Dverger tower.
1: Okay, dig site first. And if you need a new gaming PC or laptop, check out Zydax computers. I own one and I absolutely love it. And they offer a lifetime desktop parts and labor warranty. Can't get better than that. Just use my link, JiractheViking.com slash Zydax. So yeah that was we'll we'll talk about that here, but I'll play the uh the Dorger to tower also <laughs>
3: So here are two tracks where I use the same instruments for both of them, so they're, they're very much linked in their timbre, their sound, but very different feelings because the, this one has a slow 6-8, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, while the previous one was a twelve eight. One two three four five six one, uh, seven eight nine ten. It's so hard to count those long ones in English for me. Because <laughs> that's what I've been practicing all my life to count in Swedish instead. Um, but it's really cool because I wanted to showcase that it's of uh, course my favorite clarinetist, Philippa Murphy Haste, on both clarinet and bass clarinet. Mm. and uh, I thought it was really fun to sort of this there's a murky magical quality uh, or yeah. a dark magical quality to a bass clarinet that I wanted to to get out there and it's fantastic and her playing is just so nice so nice yeah so happy how that it. turned out and 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 the yeah. Droger tower was the original one that was supposed to be and then I was wandering around the world and I found this place that I didn't know what it was uh, which turned out to be the excavation site. I thought we have to have a separate theme for this because the the tower and the excavation site say two very different things when you they go do. there. So mm-hmm. I proposed that we're going to have two separate themes for them.
4: Yeah, I have to say, I've, I I actually listened to this twice already today, but listening to it just now, I had this whole little like mental cartoon go through my head of where they're like grumbling and shushing each other, but still making too much noise while mining the soft tissue. <laughs> 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 ram, ram. They're, they're, very in, they're very
3: interesting characters the Virgo, and because they've they're a friendly race in a sense, uh if you don't attack them. And I wanted to have that that sense of mysticism and awe, but also very much like Terry Pratchett discworld magicians type uh characters that do grumble, that do step on each other's like cloaks and things, and, and they're slightly clumsy sometimes, but 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 also they, they sort of reminds me, there's another game by um published by Coffee Stain Studios called uh, Deep Rock Galactic that I yeah. play. Oh yeah. And, uh, I
6: played and
3: it. there's there's something about the 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 dwarves that you play in that game as well that has influenced back into this. I think it's the meeting between Harry Potter and Deep Rock Galactic dwarves uh, <laughs> okay. that made and and Discworld Terry Pratchett's wizards. That for me other Diverger.
1: It, it definitely and
3: also, I, there's marimba here, which I'm really happy. I play marimba, but, uh, but yes. very infrequently nowadays, but it's it's so nice when that instrument gets added because it has a, a timbre that's just so beautiful and nice.
4: Yeah. It was so much fun talking about that last time too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it definitely has a, uh, the feeling of magic, which is at least three of the yeah. four new Dorger that, that are there. And, uh, I, I, I've I've always been a huge fan of uh, archeolo- archaeological stories, yes. uh, whether they're in the past or you know uh, xenoarcheologist uh, stories in the future, and of course a huge fan of the Indiana Jones films. And as soon as you know when the Misslands first released, and I saw the Dwerger, and they're out there, and they have these like archaeological dig sites, and there's all these giant you know uh, bones of of, of the Yoten all over the place. This song is one of those too that it feels like I'm I'm listening to ar- uh, an archaeological uh, dig, right for the dig site for the excavation site, uh, but with a little hint of the mystical, right? Like you're saying, like the Terry Pratchett Discworld or Harry Potter, like they're 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 fun. They're they're not these um, like the traditional dwarves are like the big you know axe wielding you know thing. <laughs> uh dwarves are a little bit different than than the traditional dwarf they're uh, maybe a little more inquisitive they're out there digging up you know old old uh, archaeological you know uh, ruins and stuff or you know le- leftovers from history and this song really plays into that well and then when you go to the tower it 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 still has a hint of um curiosity but i feel like even more of the mysticism there when when we're in that tower, like we're in a magical place, which is something completely new for Valheim, that you're around magic that's not attacking you, at least until you attack them. You know, anything right. else in the game before that had magic would just instantly, you know, come at you with it. But here, they're they're okay, and you hear that music, and you think, oh, okay, they're not going to attack me. <laughs> you know, when you first encounter them, but they must. There's magic here, and. I don't know it's 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 a lovely music uh, in to be in that environment. And then, of course, if you anger them, I, I I don't think the music changes when when you anger them. But a a Dwerger now unfriendly Dwerger music might be fun. <laughs>
3: might be fun, <laughs> yeah. for a future. Exactly.
4: <laughs> might be an indicator that something might have changed. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Yeah. It's interesting that you will say, obviously, there is definitely that kind of mystical and magical aspect. But what I know about those two songs is it still feels very human. There's like a certain humanity to it. I think it's a clarinet to me. It evokes more um, more of that kind of they're, the Virgos are different, but they're still a little bit like us, like they behave like us. They're not completely different mystical creatures that don't belong in our world and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like there's still a bit, a bit of humanity there.
3: You make a good point. And I think also the use of clarinet in meadows that then links back to being used here, that it's a sign of sentient, uh, friendliness, which I think is, is mm-hmm. what it's sort of come to, to, um, represent while the, the great dwarf camp of course, uses string instruments, which have been used for a fair number of different scenarios the, the, the clarinet still has its own niche.
2: Yeah, interestingly enough, uh, s- since you mentioned the Discworld references, uh, did you play the old uh, point and click adventures, Discworld 1 and 2? I did. Um, uh,
3: yes. Oh, what's that one called with uh, the red? Is a pick and click adventure, red. Um, the presumably,
2: uh, the, the, the game
3: title?
5: Or The Wizard? Yeah, The Wizard. I was thinking what his name was. Uh, but yes, sure. yes, I did For I in did English. Uh, but
2: <laughs> yeah, but interestingly enough, uh, since you mentioned that, and I, uh, what what I can uh, pull from my old uh, bad memory, <laughs> mm-hmm. there seems to be links there with the, with the mm-hmm. flute sounds and uh, that was in there, actually. Yes. Exactly.
3: No, that's very true. Uh, it's a fun
2: game.
3: Yes. Yes. Uh, I'll have to find out what it is. Uh, rondo form is the one I was thinking about before, which is A B A C A D, like you have a main theme, you come back to, and then you change in between. The uh, the song that we were looking at there, the the great door one, is not rondo. It's basically an A B. Uh, uh, the one the first theme changes, the main theme, but the beast theme is the same. So you could say like a B A C A D A. It's sort of a oh. reverse rondo form instead. But that's
2: just for the music nerdy people out there. Yeah, and, and um, the wizard—the wizard for the uh, um, wizard nerdy people—is Rincewind. I just Rincewind, remembered.
6: yes, yes, <laughs> yes,
3: yes, yes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and for our next sort of double bill, I would like to listen to the abandoned cottages and the farms,
1: the human farmsteads. Oh, okay. Let's see the cottage one. I think that's this one. That was the cottages. And then I believe this one is those little villages.
3: This is my favorite theme.
1: Oh, yes. okay. <laughs> Patrick, you're, you're trying to give those villages a whole history in that sound. I can just see things in my head. Because when we come across it, it's just this abandoned villager. Um, maybe. Is this the is this uh, the ones where would they have Draugr or the ones without the Draugr? D- do, you, do you remember? Which-
3: Draugr can exist in them. I mean, okay. it's more of the place of the village because this is for meadows and... Uh, sometimes these these farmsteads exist on the cusp with the swamps and the plains, uh, and uh, there's more of the placings of, and, and sometimes they're drogger if the uh, I think the swamps are nearby.
4: Mm. Well, the drogger uh, the drogger will actually spawn inside one of the villages, like they'll they'll yeah. have a whole spawner set.
1: Yeah, inside the houses, but yeah, that listening to that makes as you walk up to the village. Like you can almost, it's almost like when I'm watching a movie, we get a flashback to when the village was built and there were things going on there. Like, like that's what that sound, that, that music, uh, you know, brings to my mind is like the past. What was the history of this village when it was bustling and active? Mm
3: -hmm. Exactly. And when I write this music, of course, there's all of the things and, and stories I've heard in my life that go on in the background. And there's, um, Remember watching a documentary about a Soviet Russian family who, in the twenties uh like moved out into the wilderness of Siberia and they were found in the seventies they were living as a family, and there was one guy living nearby but in the end, there was just this woman left uh, mm. and she didn't want to move away so the 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 anthropologists would come and deliver stuff to her if 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 needed but it it's that sort of looking back at back at your life and the bittersweetness of, of what has happened uh almost like sitting at the looking at that house and the gravestones of your family is is what that sort of second theme is and and it's a bittersweet memory and i really wanted to convey that it, it's been it's so human and and, and the people who have yeah. worked hard to build this i know it's, it's sort of made in the game but equally this theme is for People who played Valheim and, and made things in the game, and then the base has become derelict, and they come back to it. Like it, it's equally that of so many people building so many things and putting so much time and effort into things, and and then that that time still being valued, and, and the creation being valued. That's what I wanted to get across. Um, there, but there was a f- there was a funny mistake that happened because I was given a big spreadsheet of all of the sort of extra places in the world, mm. and they had marked out which ones needed. To have new music and the abandoned cottages of course they're, they're more in the uh, in the mountains so i had filmed film the film like that and and i didn't check the list because in in those lists they had green marked a couple of places that were the ones i was going to compose for um, and i didn't see that there were numbers in those slots as well so what the iron gate wanted was to have the same theme for the villages and farms in the in meadows uh, as the the mountains, but for me that they're, they're so different. Like no, I have to compose a different theme. So when we got to the close to the end of the contract, I said, "Oh, I have th- this many songs I've done." I said, "No, no, no, you, you've done that's not the right number of songs you've done." Like, oh, that's strange. We'll have to check that And we found out that they actually had numbered uh, this place with a diff- with the same number as before. Uh, and I thought, but just take this song. You, it's like this has to have its own song. And so that became <laughs> the abandoned cottages. Um, but I think that the, the clarinet there is the sort of the human link that there used mm-hmm. to be human life there. And especially in the cold, having the the double bass pizzicato and it's very sparse, very windy. Um, I'm very happy with that one.
0: Yeah, I like I really like both. But um, as you said, the Abandoned Farms one, it's like the the intensity of the emotion that comes across in that song. It tells a whole whole story that we can all relate to it's kind of all all our all our joys all our all the sadnesses a bit of nostalgia as you said it's a bittersweet that balance of looking back at at your life or what has happened and yeah it it really comes across in that song
3: yay (laughs) it's it's me i mean as composers we, we hope to write music that moves ourselves and make make ourselves feel something and and the the village and farm one is something that it, it, yeah makes me feel happy to be alive, but also sad for the things we've lost, and it's mm-hmm. it is that double edged sword of, of of celebrating life while acknowledging that things have passed. Um, especially now I um, I think about my, my father in law sadly passed away in, in January this year after a long battle with cancer, um, Campbell Haste, and, mm-hmm. and and it becomes even more potent that there has been life lost not that that was what i put into this song but i think it's it's an it's an all human experience goes Mm. for anyone but especially if someone is has been close to you and so um as the kids say a shout out to to campbell haste um my wonderful father-in-law and thank you for the time we got together
1: well i think um we only have one other song that uh made it into the uh, Mislands update that we haven't uh, heard yet. If, if the, the fan the, favorite, the Stonehenge. Oh yeah, yeah. that's true. But oh, we, we do have, do have, two. have two. Oh, yes. is there another one? What's the, the other two. one? The Haldor. Oh, and Haldor the
3: Mercantile.
1: We'll save that one for exactly. last. <laughs> Wait, say that again.
3: <laughs> um. We'll we'll do the Stonehenge. I have a proposed title because I thought we'd just discuss after this the titles for the different pieces, <gasps> and we and we could have a little bit of an influence on what they're going to be. Because usually, what I did before was I wrote all the pieces, and then when it was soundtrack time, I thought, oh, we'll give them a bit of flavor and a bit of name. And I haven't done that for these necessarily, so I thought, let's get the team together, let's get the brain together, <laughs> and make something fun of it. I
4: love that. All right, but well. yeah,
3: the planes, the Stone Stonehenge. Is that I mean, people know the Stonehenge is in the planes. Um, but I also wanted this to be for the, the summoning stones where you can summon the, the last boss of the first part of Valheim. So, and then the huge, big, great beasts of things. And I feel like I wanted to make something that worked for both of them. So it's, it's mysticism basically.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's hear this one. And if you need a gaming server, you should check out my sponsor, G-Portal. You can save 10% with my link at grocktheviking.com slash gportal. something uh melancholic about that is was that intentional
3: i think that's the sound set used from the planes that helps give that and then of course the melody at the end i wouldn't say it was it's not meant to be melancholic but i do think of it as retrospective like it's a place where the 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 feelings would go to there's a reverence to those sites, which I think yeah. is important for them. Uh, and yeah, a place for them to go, because th- their normal life is so um, geared towards fighting. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was nice to give them a place where they would go and not have to fight, because there's a there's a sacred nest to, to that site for them.
4: A place for them to reflect. Exactly. Yeah. I just had an absurd idea for a name for that track too
3: cool <laughs> chuck we, we, remember that one and we'll chuck it out in the in the mix so to say <laughs> all right uh, but i don't really have so much to say about that but it's basically i use the same instruments as for the planes to sort of make them tie mm. together yeah but i think we should jump to the fan favorite now
1: okay here we go oh, yeah let's, let's go this is old ye, ye old Haldor himself i know gwen and i are ready <laughs> we're like Before we get into that too much, I just want to say, Gwen and I have talked about trying to organize a Valheim fan festival, where we <laughs> all come together somewhere uh, over there in Europe, uh, preferably Sweden, uh, so that we can celebrate with Iron Gate. And I just have to say, Gwen, if we do that festival, I want that song playing. We're having a, loop. a <laughs>
0: to play. Yeah, Patrick yes. will have to hook us up with the yeah, musicians. We, we need a band to, to, play, to play that. This. Yes.
3: I, I know exactly who to, to call on uh, for that.
4: Yay.
0: Amazing. I, I already know most of the steps of the actual dancing game. I don't ask you why. Long story. <laughs> I, I Yes, Amazing. totally, totally up for that.
3: I'm so happy with this song because it, it sort of is the revenge for me. Because in, in the beginning, I tried to introduce like a key fiddle into the game. I thought that would be perfect. Uh, but the boss of, of, of Iron Gate did not like, like folk music or, or that style of things. So none of my demos like that made it in. And for Halder, I made a more sort of reverent um, classical choir piece for him initially uh which didn't f- they say oh it doesn't fit with the feel of Haldor so i came back with this and and they absolutely loved it and it's so nice that that, that folk music stuff that i wanted to add now is making its way mm-hmm. into the game
4: yes it's
0: amazing it gives i mean Haldor already has a lot of character mm-hmm. uh but this song just adds so much to it and and last <laughs> time just for the the people who haven't uh, heard the the previous uh, episode where where we had you on uh, you told us that when you composed this music, you had in mind the story of Haldor and his pet locks and the adventures that they would go on together, right? Like that's what was running through your mind?
3: Yes, because it, it, it's such a beautiful scenery and it's very wholesome. It, it's, you can feel that there's a, a symbiosis between the two. That's, that's very important. And I think that the music, yeah, yeah the, the, the amazing adventures of Haldor and his locks.
5: Amazing. I love
0: that. I, 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 do, I totally want a spin-off again. If uh, I would love for Iron Gate to do, you know, they do those like animated teasers yes. of yes. the biomes. If they started doing like animated teasers telling some of the, the lore and the backstory of uh, like the we discussed earlier the gray dwarfs, but mm-hmm. if they did one like little fun skit, um a little animated short of Haldor, how Haldor and, and uh Halstein, his locks, uh ended up, you know, being merchants or something like that. That would be so fun.
3: That would be very cool. And um, I also remember we chatted about harps last time. I, I can't remember if I used a, a Celtic harp sample or if it is a theorbo, but it's played in a very sort of Celtic harp way in the background, uh, which I wanted as the counterpoint to the the main melody when it's just sort of dancey before the melody starts.
2: And it's kind of a thing in uh, video games, I guess, when you get to the, to the town or the tavern or to the marketplace it's always some uplifting music like uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the fiddle or something like that yeah exactly and lots of old just needs instruments more meat. it means <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and lots of old instruments here i, I love checking in old uh, like six fifteen, sixteenth 16th century instruments and this this really is a mashup of course a, a key fiddle is an old instrument in itself uh, as well but uh yeah, all the instruments are really fun and sound differently. Of course, a lot of those were also used for the Witcher soundtrack, and I think that the some of the instruments I use also were used for the Witcher soundtrack.
6: Yeah.
1: So, uh, Patrick, you... I, I I do have one critical criticism of that song. I, I hope you take it okay. No, you can't. No, okay. no, here, no, no. You're You ready? No, no. Not it. that, that song. <laughs> here, here you go. Here's my one complaint with that song. It's too damn short. <laughs> Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's only a minute and 17 (laughs) seconds. I feel like I'm just getting into it. I want another five or six minutes of that song.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Does a longer version exist or? (laughs) uh, Not at the moment. Uh, It was, uh, as always with with Valheim, close to the uh, very close deadline. So I think that uh, days before we were going to record, I wrote the the end part of the song even. Mm. Uh, But I am taking that on board for uh, things I'm going to propose to, to Iron Gate, making a longer version and more of this style of music. Yes. Yes,
0: I, I had yeah. an idea. So, we, so when we were talking about this and Jules was <laughs> saying about, oh, you know, taverns and so on. So one thing I noticed is, and it's a, across the board, whoever is playing Valheim, whether they play solo with friends, whatever, they always build a base, right? And in the base there's, they need a kitchen. Often that kitchen ends up being a tavern. A lot of people build taverns in right. their bases and in their villages and in their towns. And I know we have the special theme tune for when it's, you know, the, the base music where it has a, its own yeah. music. How hmm. amazing would it be if we we had like a tavern music that would be of the same kind of folk and Celtic some kind of I object
1: know, that we that could put in be, there that would play the music
4: <laughs> yes no, no, that, no, that would the be the requirement would be there'd have to be more than three fermenters
1: something like that
4: <laughs> yeah. oh <my> God. Either <laughs> that, or it has to have yeah it has to have like a hearth or some
0: sort of like kitchen uh, cooking all the cooking tables and stuff it has to have a couple of um, uh, uh, tankards on item stands that's it that you need the you need a couple of a couple of chairs tankards a fermenter or two and (laughs) a cooking station and that's that's how you trigger that (laughs) that's tavern music
1: (laughs) not
4: to
1: to make it complicated or anything
4: (laughs) no (laughs) not to make it i mean my idea is uh, that's what triggers the secret track The, 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 we can leave the complications
0: or to the programmers, the Iron Gate team. <laughs> I, I think
3: that's a great idea. Abs- I'm absolutely on board with that. And I, you shall get fair credit when when I manage to sell the idea enough to, to Iron <laughs> Gate. Yeah, you know, that would be you super cool. In there. So cool. Yeah,
2: letting
1: letting <laughs> the players uh, have the this music in their town or village. I can see even uh, since they've introduced magic and and other elements to the game. Because some of the music plays to the strengths of the different cultures throughout the game, whether it be the gray dwarfs, the fuelings, uh, m- maybe we don't have much for the draugr yet, but uh, the the uh, the Dwerger, the the dwarves and their magic, being able to play that music in your 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 wizard tower, you know, being able to play that music there would be awesome. Or you know, the some version of Haldor's theme, as Gwen was saying, it would just be really mm-hmm. awesome. So, if players could get that going in their in their environment,
2: do you make yes. your Bono music? I could write a mod for that. You make a <laughs> music box mod.
1: I was just going to say that we there, we could probably make a mod for that, right? Jules is a modder, by the way, Patrick. So ah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you
2: provide the music, I provide the code. <laughs> <You're- laughs>
3: <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. bootleg yes.
3: no, but, um, that's interesting because I was commissioned to, I was commissioned to write a piece of music, which is of the, the Valheim style, but not for Valheim, which was for a video that, a uh, game brain or gamer brain, mm. uh, an Australian YouTuber made. So there is music existing already, which is of Valheim, but not in Valheim. I have proposed to get that track in. So we'll see if I can get that in, uh, somewhere. Because I
2: like yeah, the idea. Oh, it's a doggo. It's a if, doggo. If they decline, <laughs> no, uh, text me, Patrick. Text me. We get it in get there. I'll we'll <laughs> <it in there. laughs>
6: we'll do yeah. no,
2: no
3: contractual <laughs> problems at all. Make yeah. <laughs> main composer go going, uh, no going, girls, out. <laughs> writing music for <laughs> yeah. Valheim
1: mods. Yeah, no, we, we cut that. We cut that bit. And now we cut it. you that Yeah, that, that's a quick. That's a quick way to poverty because you don't get paid for modding, <laughs> um, but you get funny. famous. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> internet fame. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well,
0: I had a, another, another since you were talking about that, okay, if you will indulge my crazy ideas, <laughs> I actually came up with that idea because it came up on my stream and Jules, you might have been there. We were chatting about the music and how some tracks we love and we'd love to hear more often or, uh, you know, pick the music that plays in your base. So, okay. Hear me out. <laughs> a Valheim jukebox item. That you place in your base and where you actually pick the tracks that yeah. you want played in your base. It could okay, the jukebox idea was a bit ridiculous, but since we have magic, Minecraft has since that magical <laughs> items are a thing. How about buying from Haldor? Maybe after uh maybe it has to be something to do with a dwerger, maybe an item that you need to retrieve from the base or something, and then you go back to Haldor and purchase or, or swap the item for an enchanted instrument could be a Dwerger instrument that would mm-hmm. unlock some of the songs and you place that item, that instrument in your base. And then you get to
4: choose some of the, the tracks that play. That's so good.
2: <laughs> we could make I a think Dwerger, a good just idea. play the songs.
4: <laughs> <was>? oh, just, <laughs> take
2: the, just take the Dwerger model, put a little uh, fiddle on it, <laughs> and then you can uh, <laughs> put them coins. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> actually I have a Dwega jukebox. <laughs>
2: yeah, actually I have a Draga there.
3: Baby. I think a musical musical box that you just swap up the roles yeah. so you sort of you get songs and then it just by magic is turned would be a um, a fake physical way of solving that as well.
1: Yeah. Minecraft yeah. has something like that. They have a little music box and actually throughout the world you find l- what looks like little little records, little LPs. I don't this. Yeah, you stick them in. And yeah, having some kind of little box and maybe you have mm-hmm. a, a, a music crystal and you put that in the box and it and it emanates whichever song from the world you want. It sounds like a great mod, Jules. <laughs> 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 I don't think the music mod exists yet. Is <laughs> oh, a permission cool. coming in? <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, Very nice indeed.
1: Well, so, uh, Patrick, we have uh, one other song that you've uh, sent over to me that is not in Valheim. Do you want to explain that before we hear it or maybe explain it after we hear it? I
3: think we should uh, uh, listen to it and then I explain it.
1: Okay. Okay. Here we go.
3: So, there's um, of course, there's music that gets made for movies and video games that never makes it into the game. And this is the second demo that I did for the Meadows biome theme. And I've been thinking about in the future, it would be fun to make sort of a a compilation album of the the music that didn't make it into Valheim. Um, But I also always have the long-term goal that to try and get all the music. If it's not completely not working, but try to reorchestrate something, make it fit, in the game so this might be a thing that might come into the valheim laser we just don't know but but i usually write demos of about 10 to 20 seconds for um, a part of the game or a scene that they have a couple of ones to choose from and, and it's it's a lot easier to talk about music when you have something to listen to and say oh i like this i don't like that i like the energy of this but maybe not the the melody of it so this was yeah the second demo i made for meadows and it was fun to play it because the the main Meadows theme is so listened to, it's nice to give a contrast that this is an alternative that never happened or could have been.
4: Interesting. How many tracks do you have like this, would you say?
5: 10, 10, 12 for the whole game. Okay.
1: And those, are, say- those are tracks that we might see later or some variation of them depending on on where they might fit in.
3: I would say the the mountain tracks. There are five of them. I would say the four ones. They they just they're more like they're the build up to the final one. So it's not much point in having the other ones. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of sailing variations, um, mm. which I'm hoping to get in for different environments. I've I recorded some music um, for when you sail at night, which hasn't made it in yet. For oh, example. Wow. Um, and also, of course, I've gotten requests to make music when you fight the sea serpent, which is yes. uh, something on my radar. So um, I think that the, the, uh, this track for Meadows could be made into really cozy, rain in Meadows type, sitting by your hearth type song, um, which is what I'm hoping to make it into. But we'll see if that happens.
2: Oh, you could put it in the credits as is. It has a kind of a... A final feeling to it and uh some major keys that are very like yeah you you've done it you've uh, ascended <laughs> to valhalla now <laughs> you're done I, I, good exactly. job you made it you made it
5: yeah <laughs> i was gonna say if i had the uh i had easily accessible the uh
3: Haldor one that I made the, the choir version because that's one I'm hoping to to get into the game in a different way.
4: Oh, that'd be cool.
3: Oh, another
5: an, a different Haldor song?
4: Yeah, this is this is the one he was talking about that they didn't end up liking.
5: Hmm.
1: Well, let's see here. We have some other questions too. Yes,
4: we do. I'm going to them.
1: I'll see if I can find that later.
4: So uh, I was actually listening to the first and second podcast to try to come, come up with some of these questions. So how many hours would you say you have in Valheim now?
3: We'd asked before, and
4: it was, it was, you know, like starter numbers, but.
3: Yeah. Hundred and exactly compared to many more, more well seasoned travelers than me. I think about 120 hours. Okay. So not, not many. But still, the, um,
4: like more than what you had.
3: Mm, absolutely, it's because uh, the the problem has been for me that it's playing video games online is a way of connecting with my my family and friends back in Sweden. And if we we did have a fair amount of hours playing Valheim, but then everyone wanted to go back to Deep Rock Galactic, so that's uh, yes. what happened. Um, and I haven't had as many friends here in Australia to to play it with, but now I have a little little group of friends uh who do want to play it but we all work so much so we have to find the time around that so we've been getting a couple of hours in of of, of valheim time which is cool so i'm looking forward to more of that uh, my idea is because i haven't experienced the progression from starting the game mm. to mist i wanted to see like can we get all the way there and and get that experience so i'm hoping to do that and i mean it would be really fun it's a fun group of people because um Of course, my my partner, Philippa Murphy-Hayes, the clarinetist, who plays clarinet, she would be listening to it. So she's one of the players. Uh, My colleague, Mm -hmm. um, who I write music uh, and do sound design with Carla, uh, is a player. And then my friend David as well, who's the sort of nominated builder of the... He just builds everything. (laughs) So we go out and (laughs) and pick some very... (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And I think that's why I don't play solo, because I'm not a great builder. Uh, but when we go out and connect collect something come back it's like how have you managed to build this in this short amount of time so shout out to all the builders out there making Valheim absolutely fun but i do want to play more is uh, so that's why i'm hoping for this year some more Valheim.
5: hey and
1: nice. jules jules why don't you uh drop one of your questions
2: oh yeah sure um yeah, as you heard, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, Valheim Modder and so I'm more uh, of, a, of a tech technical guy, not a music technical guy, but the, the tech technical guy. So uh, I'm interested, uh, do you actually do all the post-production, like post-recording uh, yourself?
3: Yeah, I do the, the, the complete audio package from initial idea to recording to mixing and mastering.
2: Okay, uh, so uh, then uh, the follow-up is uh, what's, what's your tool chain? what programs do you use (laughs) what's
3: involved if um i usually use logic if i need to because i I mean so many of these cases you need to make a song that sounds as close to the finished product immediately as possible because when you talk with game designers i'm talking now generally in all companies it's if you hear music that doesn't sound like what you're used to from spotify or youtube or cds uh, then you're going to feel that like it's not as good as, as what you expect. So you, we need to make something that is basically as close to 90% of the finished track as, as quickly as possible. So logic is great for that. Uh, sometimes I sit with, when I write music, I sit with the individual instruments first. I'm going to be taking lessons in cello now, for example, just to understand it better and be able to play some background things, but leave the really advanced, cool, melodic stuff to the really good players. Uh, and then I write that, for example, in Sibelius, which I use for musical notation. Uh, but then uh, basically everything is in, uh, in, uh, in logic. Um, and my, my single chain is there's always a compressor. I use H compressor by Waves. That's some nerdy talk. And I use a, an equalizer by a uh, Boz Lab, Boz Digital, uh, called Hoser XT, which is my favorite. EQ it just sounds very, um, human, very logical. That's the wrong word, but it sounds very nice. And, and, and you notice with an EQ, cause you, all EQs can increase and sort of sound nice, but when you reduce a frequency spectrum, how nice that sounds really makes a difference between EQs. Uh, and then I run waves D6 multi band compressor to compress it uh, when I master and a FabFilter Pro-L as the final limiter. That's basically my setup, with small variations in between. Lots of bought instruments, lots of sample stuff. It's, it's been what, 16 years now of accumulating stuff. Okay, so my favorite, favorite VSTs? <laughs> Omnisphere for synthesizers, East-West Quantum Leap Opus. uh, Of course, Contact, the sampler, uh, has a lot of stuff. I use Cinesample strings, winds, and brass, and also a lot of small makers of Contact instruments. I would say it's it's Omnisphere, it's Contact, and sometimes, not for this, but I just want to give a shout-out to, like... uh, uh, YMKX, they do an 8-bit chip synthesizer plug that's called Magical 8-bit, which is just fantastic. So sometimes I use that for other projects when I want that 8-bit feel. Mm. Oh, interesting. Didn't know that. No, I I, I do so many things. I mean, now we're hopefully going to sign a contract with a game where we're going to do a score for a big band. Like, it's going to be jazz all the way. Uh, 1950s to 1960s, and some surf music as well. So that's going to be really fun. So oh, um, that sounds multi <laughs> multi tool things. I love doing many different genres. So I'm studying a lot of jazz at the moment. Cool.
1: MD, you have a few more questions.
4: Don't I ever? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you had mentioned this earlier, but I was recently in the swamps and had entered the crypts, and they seemed. Fairly quiet. And so if you could go back and add music to the Crypt specifically, what sounds do you think could inspire you? And what instruments do you think you might use?
3: So the Swamp soundtrack was inspired by Lord of the Rings. Uh, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings soundtrack, mm-hmm. when they go, um, uh, it's an AB song where the A is more um, atonal. It's just symphony orchestra, like ambient stuff. And then yeah. I wanted the melody there as well. So I think I would go in the same vein for the crypts, but I think I would like to, because I've, I've gotten up to, in the game, I've gotten up to those crypts, I would like to add a sort of the same uh, retrospective, like with, with the um, uh, Draugr, I would like to add how they would, like the humans they used to be and and the crypts being where they're, sort of, they're laid to rest, but they, they never rest there, they're resurrected elsewhere. So I think I would do, I wanna do a quirky instrument. I'd probably do background of cello and bass clarinet, but I would like a, a new lead instrument on top of that. Maybe oboe is something I've been thinking of using for that, which is also very sort of human inst- instrument. Uh, but yeah, symphony orchestra, cello, clarinet and oboe i would do for that and and I, it's a great suggestion you have i might go back and add that into the pile because i think it's it's missing there Well,
1: and the Draugr are are the closest thing in the world to us us vikings right they're the only ones that were human you know in a former life as where everything else is some kind of creature mythical creature or something so it will be interesting to hear what sound comes out of that These once humans who are, you know, basically the walking dead, right?
5: Exactly.
3: That's a very good question. Thank you for pointing that out. Well needed.
1: (laughs) What else you got, MD?
0: We should talk about those truck names. Um. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think (laughs) we should. uh, I'm very curious to see... um yeah, to see what what you got to, and uh, you said yes. you wanted to brainstorm potentially a couple of uh, exactly a couple of yet unnamed ones.
3: Exactly, I all have tentative names now, but I am open for a better name because you, of course, experienced the game and you know the music in a very different way than I have, and I think that's very valuable. Um, let's see if I can get those tracks up. Well,
1: and for the listeners. Uh... At Patrick Yarlston, right there underneath uh, his, uh, his picture there in the video stream. You can go over to Twitter. And uh, if you have any cool sounding names that uh, you can come up with for these tracks, you should uh, tweet them to him. And, yes. Uh, follow him Please over do. there. And yeah, the, the more I minds that- you put together, the, the, the more cool <laughs> ideas you get.
3: <laughs> exactly. The, uh, I would say, like, um, the fooling encampment. I thought it would be filling encampments. And, and I think I was thinking of like, we gather for the ritual because it's sort of, but but that also sort of t- ties in with the Stonehenge's. I don't know about that one. And that's one mm. I'm on the fence about.
1: Mm, well, yeah. What you what said earlier about the feelings coming to the Stonehenge as a place uh, to sort of get away from their very militant combat, you know, aggressive mm-hmm. life to maybe be a little bit more reflective on the Past and the ancients and the gods, or whatever it is, is part of their culture. Mm. Well, that was Pearl that was at the uh,
4: the Stonehenge, right?
1: Yeah, the Stonehenge,
4: yeah, yeah. So, the fooling camp, I know I was thinking something like forbidden magic or practice or sorcery or something like there's something very active and forbidden there, you know.
3: Mm. I was thinking of the vicious farmstead because it's it's <laughs> sort of both of that, but um.
0: I'd uh, I would uh, have said something like the horde under attack because the horde is attack is attacking is the raid and again yeah. that track just reminded me a lot of that raid except this time it's us raiding them so it's the horde mm. under attack ah, and again the good- horde element is uh, again it it gives you that idea that it's a tribe they've got a civilization they've got they're organized as a society mm-hmm.
3: exactly exactly I do like that one. And that also ties into the Grey Dwarf camp, like a summoning of minds. Uh, mm. I want to tie into this sort of humanness, but also, yeah, I, I, I'm not completely happy with that one.
4: Okay, so for the Grey Dwarf camp, what did I write? Um, so, I, I, if I, gosh, I'm trying to remember exactly what the runestone says, but the, but it, it, the history, the backstory of the Grey Dwarves is something along the lines of the the bones of criminals and you know all of the horrible rotten people of the world have come back and grown into these sort of like plant creatures. Mm. And so I was thinking as the roots grow or life renewed, um mm. you know, because because basically when you when you hack at them, they literally bleed sap or resin. Mm. <laughs> It's greenish never yellow blood it.
0: Like, yeah <laughs> Oh I've got the uh, do you want me to read uh, the runestone yes. yes oh that'd be lovely Uh let all who read me beware of the gray dwarfs, the the skulkers in darkness the soulless ones They are born from rot and rainfall they spring like mushrooms from the smoking the, from the smoking soil There is nothing on their tongues or behind their eyes those who fear nothing should still fear them uh, when the soul of a murderer or a great sinner rots under the ground, it makes a hollow cyst, which which draws rock and, mo- uh, and wood and moss to it. It gathers up the up the pea into flesh, braids uh, reeds into bone, and takes rags for skin. It's really disgusting, actually. Yeah. Um, it should not walk. <laughs> it should not not walk. But when the night comes, it walks. Should you, should you who reads this, see one with a sword to your hand, lance it and let it out, or put it to the
4: torch, for, for it fears the flame. But so maybe as the, root, as the roots grow <laughs> might be really appropriate, maybe.
3: I maybe one. I, no. I, I think I settled on smoking soil, moss and bones.
4: Oh.
1: Mm.
3: <laughs> so it feels like a good amalgamation of all the things in that text.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, the... The rune stones in the game are very poetic. Uh, you know, we've had the writer on the podcast uh, before, and yeah, I would, I would, if you if you really want to settle on final names for these, I I really encourage doing a, if you just Valheim Wiki the rune stones, you can uh, yes. ser- search any one of those and and see those very poetic words that the writer put together for those. Oh yeah, it's probably a lot of great ideas there.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. I used uh, the wild names so. But yeah, I'm the tech guy. I
6: was
3: going to say the Dvergo excavation site, uh, just call it Dark Hatches, Dark Hatchets. But I wanted something about digging, something about the excavation, but also uh, I think we found them to be more, through our chats here, more interesting. So I thought we'd find something for that one.
4: Or like finding treasure or mysteries to discover.
1: Uncovering um, the past, Industrious grave site. <laughs> yes, unearthed, industrious.
4: That's a good uh, yeah. Yes. Well, because like they're they're actively pulling up bones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: that's why that's why something about uncovering or digging up the past is, is kind of interesting because mm-hmm. it's, it's like when you go through the Misslands, there was this crazy battle that was fought, you know, with the Yotun. And their remains are just littered all over the place. So it seems they're out there uh, reaping the benefits of of that of those old you know that old battleground of the giants, like brains. Yeah,
2: just brains.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, mostly <laughs> the, brains. the brains, right? They're there for the <laughs> brains, like zombies.
3: <laughs> I think unearthing the past is a good title. Yeah, yeah, and I don't all like, all like that. that simple one. and to the point. In unearthing is just such a wonderful word. It is. Uh Dverger Tower, a tower of knowledge is sort of non I mean it, it's to the point, but it's not that poetic.
1: Yeah. Well yeah, the uh, the, the Dwerger on their runestone, it says something about them being the the forlorn. Is that cr- the word that they used in morning darkness? Indeed. Yeah, so there's something, you know, sad about their existence. Uh, mm. since they're referred to in that way.
4: Uh, well, cause they've lost everything.
1: Well, yeah, they, they, they only have one rune stone here that, uh, I see in the, in the wiki mm-hmm. and it's pretty short. It just says the Dwerger are the descendants of the great Smiths of old delvers into the deep earth seekers of hidden treasure here in Valheim. They mine the bones of Jotun and distill Eider, the stuff of magic. If left alone, they are happy with their own plans and care little for the lives of others. But when raised, they will defend themselves. So hmm. don't mm-hmm. piss them off.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, seekers of oh. treasure and distilling eider and the stuff of magic. The towers definitely feel like a, a magical place.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
5: but you know, you also, also divine- very.
0: Go ahead. I was just going to say it's also very isolated. There's a like the whole forlorn thing, to, and the fact that they're like just all in the misslands in the completely uh, kind of separated out. It doesn't, you know, they're all kind of almost in exile. So something about like exile, about aban- uh, not abandoned. Uh,
3: mm-hmm. It's um, re- yeah. written down distilled knowledge in stone, but I've not. I haven't oh. found the, the last one for that yet. Mm. Mm. I think you're on the uh, well I was gonna
4: say you often find that they have like fermenters of their own. And mm. so one of the th- one of the things I'd been thinking was magic brewing.
6: Mm. Mm.
0: Nice idea.
1: Magic
3: brewing. I do like that one.
1: Well, that's basically what the players do, right? When they go into the mistlands, the, oh, yeah. the end goal of the mistlands is more to discover magic in and then to go through the process to harvest what you need for magic and, and brew it, cook it up so that you can then harness the power of magic. But obviously they have already sort of they've already mastered that when you get there. So, you know, they're the masters, uh, uh, the masters of, of magic already. So some interesting thoughts there for that one.
3: Yes. Um, but the Seeker Queen, I was thinking the Seeker Queen's mayhem. Okay. Um, but not sold on that one either.
4: I came up with really just silly ones, honestly. <laughs> I, I like the, your last one, Neil, <laughs> Neil to the Queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, cause there's just some of the music there, especially the way that the percussive aspect of it um is with the beat, and then it's against the beat and you know it's just like it it feels almost like not only does it just move you but it almost feels like it's like trying to smack you you know like no get down
3: mm-hmm. um, i i that's I how the that's, feels th- as well <laughs> i think kneel to the seeker queen is there that's the one
4: yeah
0: that
1: that sounds great yeah
0: yeah i love that
1: it has it has
3: good energy uh Land one, one that was proposed on Twitter was unveiling land of distant memories, I think. Oh, well, yeah, that is a su- very nice a suggestion here, which was
5: <laughs> Land of distant
3: memories yeah
4: yeah I believe I believe that was from the the YouTuber who took all of the the soundtrack pieces and put them up on YouTube. um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh something that I thought of, uh, uh, based on what you had talked about in the second interview we did, was a uh, land of renewed hope.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, now that the Vikings are here, can clear out the bugs. Maybe the Dwerger can come back and take back what they have built and take back what they have created in their homeland. I like the idea of uh,
0: hope. The music is very
5: hopeful. It would- Very hopeful. Really? Yeah. What
3: if we do a combo of that I think I think that's a good idea? We'll do land, probably not land, land is such an overused word. Let's do earth yeah. of earth of renewed hope, unve- unveiling distant memories. Long one, so it doesn't flow as well, but <laughs> it's also missed that it's, it's, it's very there's a lot of.
1: Well, may- maybe with uh, one of my favorite websites, Word Hippo, <laughs> when I'm writing, <laughs> to get the uh, synonyms, nice. you know, uh, of words. And then you, a word that you didn't consider that's similar in meaning pops up that might fit in better.
4: I love that.
3: That's true. Um, I was going to ask, do you, do you, I mean, it's an old word. I was thinking for the Holdo theme, a dance for Holdo, the mercantile, or would you say the mercanta?
5: Hmm.
3: Or do we have a better, a better name
1: all around? Well, the, the merchant rolls off the tongue a little easier, but it it doesn't have as much mystique as That's the word mercantile trader. Uh, uh, you know what? Sorry,
0: trader. If you were you looking for a word oh, yeah. that is a bit more, kind of feels a bit more medieval, a bit mm. more
3: exactly i was thinking there's a there's a long tradition of uh, polska which is a, a dance in swedish folk music scandinavian folk music uh where they call polska for someone uh or by and I, so that's why i sort of wanted to interlock with it. it's it's a like a because it's not a polska it's, uh, i don't know what i would call it but a dance for held the trader a polska for held the trader i
0: i, I, I do, do still love the idea of mm-hmm. e- the origin of the song being this kind of the adventure of Haldor and Halstein, his locks. So maybe it's it's the one. maybe it's the uh, the if it's a Porsche for not Haldor but Halstein, that would be kind of a fun little adorable.
3: And he spells it H A L L S T E I N. Halstein, right? Mm.
0: H-A-L-S-T-E-I-N, yeah. Like double yeah. double L
3: Hall. or single L. Single L. Let's uh, call it The Adventures of Halder and Halstein. I think that's it. Yes. That is well, nice. yeah,
1: <laughs> naming those two. I wanted to, th- to su- yes. suggest something, too. If you haven't started playing with it yet, uh, you might consider it uh, as a creative. It's such a good idea generator, but I've been playing with uh, ChatGPT, the, the new chat <laughs> open AI. So yeah. I, I actually, while you, while you guys were talking, I just said, I need a title for a song about a fantasy dwarf who travels and sells his wares. And I'm just going to substitute <laughs> Dwarf for the Dwerger, but it said The Wandering Dwerger and His Treasures, which is uh, like a fun Good. title. And you can you can just hit like give me another answer to the same question or you can slightly tweak your question to start to you know expand on the concepts of that title. Like give me an alternate version, but include this or have it have more words or fewer words. And it's such an, a great idea generator because you're guiding it the whole way. And then maybe you pull a piece from that into this. I've already started doing that with my scripts for my videos because it's 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 just like a you know, because what do I normally do for research? Like Word Hippo, searching Google, tons of research. Yep. But I just ask the chat AI and it just lets me refine it down to really interesting little concepts, and it comes up with all kinds of cool things. So it actually is saving me a lot of research time. So it might be something to play with. I think you'd come up without one title that it just came up. I thought, wow, that's not too bad actually. Yeah. <laughs> what what say Hi. that one title again? Uh, the wandering. Well, it says the wandering dwarf and his mm-hmm. treasures. But I would you know mm-hmm. maybe swap that out for for diverger.
0: Yeah, I like the wandering bit because he is yeah. a nomad merchant. But yeah, he, and he's selling try, his treasures. Try, to ask, <laughs> try try to ask. Uh, uh the, the AI if uh, if you can add okay. the the pet locks the pet
6: <laughs> the pet
0: horse or something in yes. there because that's what's missing add add Halstein and then you've got a good good one. It's I like attached. the wandering one it's good.
6: Yeah.
3: I <laughs> could do the wandering adventures of Alder and Hans Halstein. Oh there
5: you go. Mm. Oh
1: I think I like that. Yeah, so I uh, because it wouldn't yeah. know what a locks is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah I, I said I- add the pet add the pet cow Hallstein to that title and it says the wandering dwarf and his treasured cow Hallstein. Uh, you change you know mm-hmm. swap it out, Dwurger and Lox, right? So the wandering Dwarger and his treasured locks Hallstein. Mm-hmm.
3: Locks, locks, stocks, and two smoking gold coins.
1: Oh, there you go. That's great <laughs> to play on a pop culture movie reference.
3: <laughs> exactly. I think the last ones we have left is the, the village and farm, a sigh of human life, which is okay. That's and also, good.
0: yeah, no, I like that title.
3: And also the abandoned cottages, human echoes in cold abodes.
5: But abandoned mm-hmm. cottages is probably
3: just better.
5: Hmm.
6: Yes, I like
0: both titles.
6: Hmm?
0: The sigh, the sigh of human life is perfect. The sigh is really, uh, it's yeah,
1: it's poetic. Yeah. Describes it well. Mm-hmm. We'll keep that.
3: That would be nice. Uh,
5: very. I cool. think I'm quite
3: happy with the. Uh, yeah, we have the plain Stonehenge's towering figures,
6: uh,
5: but
3: it's probably,
6: uh,
3: um, but that's the, the summoning stones for. Mm -hmm. uh the end boss that would be like because the stone hinges in the sense are not towering in that sense maybe we should do some uh fooling introspection
4: so uh, the one i came up with is absolutely silly because it might have something to do with my name (laughs) 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 darkness rising
5: (laughs) darkness rising (laughs) yes and also combining that with uh your name as well, Morning Darkness. Morning <laughs>
1: Darkness. No, 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 no. Just make sure you have make sure you have fives instead of S's. No,
4: it's no, no, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say sounds of morning darkness. There you go.
4: <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that'd be so silly.
3: I will write that down in the meantime. Oh my
4: gosh. (laughs) I'm blushing so hard right now. Yay!
3: (laughs) Um, uh,
0: uh, Another word that I added when we were brainstorming around the Stonehenge's, the music uh, has that idea of something that's dormant, like Mm. a dormant power that you don't want to necessarily wake up.
6: Mm.
5: That's also a true one, a good one.
0: Yeah don't
5: know what to do with it in terms of name, but that's the feeling that it evokes. Yes. I have to think
3: a little bit more about that one, but I'm quite happy with the other ones we've gotten. Yeah. So Fooling and Camper is the Horde under attack now.
1: (laughs) I love that. Nice.
3: (laughs) And I'm happy with the Neil one, Neil to the Seeker Queen. That's a really good one as well.
1: well, And the fact that she's she's called a queen, which is royalty and you're kneeling before her, it's perfect. (laughs)
3: Yes. And we've got Grey Dwarf Camp, Smoking Soil, Moss and Bones, uh, Village and Farm, Sia Human Life, burger Excavation Site, Unearthing the Past, burger Tower, Magic Brewing. I like that one.
4: Yeah.
3: Uh, Mistlands, Earth of Renewed Hope, Unveiling Distant Memories. I might see if I tweak that a little bit. Yeah. Secret, Secret Queen we've done. Stonehenge. I really do like the Storms of Morning, Morning Darkness or sort of Dormant Energy something. We'll see you. i'll tweak that a little bit and then the wandering adventures of Haldra and halstein that's the best one
4: yeah yes
1: it's a, it's like there's a fable there that you're being introduced yeah. yes. to it's so so much fun
3: <laughs> exactly thank that's you so much nice. for your help this is amazing this has really <laughs> helped me
1: Yay! Yeah,
0: well, no. <laughs> thank you for letting us be part of that process it's I know, really. <laughs> yeah. now we have a story to tell we can we can you know be like yes we were there when those songs were named.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and for everyone listening to the podcast, this is pretty much the premiere, literally.
6: You
3: mm-hmm. can't
0: get any uh, fresher news. Yeah, Because exactly, the soundtrack exactly. is not released yet entirely. No,
3: that's true. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah I it. love a bit, of, a bit of fan participation, and it feels like we're doing something together because you're so, y- yeah, you have such energy for the game that this is just, yeah, makes it better.
4: Uh, I'm not usually very good at coming up with titles, but I'm fairly good at inspiring people to get there. So if you (laughs) ever want help, you have me on Discord. (laughs) I'll
3: send you a
1: message. Just, you know. (laughs) Awesome. I'll
4: just shoot ideas at you. I spend so much time in the game. I've got like 3,000 hours in the game.
1: So uh, I,
3: yes, I'm way behind.
1: (laughs) Just a a little bit.
3: I also no, forgot to I... mention that the 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 flute player who recorded for this soundtrack, uh uh let's see, I want to get her name right. Uh it is Kinsey. Kinzie Alexander Swatten is her name. She's a good friend of mine and also has a name that I always have to look up because it's amazingly cool and long and different. Mm. Uh, so just because I didn't mention her by name, so I just wanted her name out there. Nice. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, yeah, we've been we've been at this almost two hours, and it's been absolutely mm. lovely. I feel like uh, we could probably go on talking about Valheim and music and and the future and, and of of the music uh, for another two hours. But uh, we, I, I would love I to get back. do this again but in I'll the get, future.
3: <laughs> exactly, I'll get back to you when there is more music in Valheim.
0: Yes, can we sque- actually on that? Can just a last question? I really want to squeeze yeah, go and for it. Uh, MD. I'm sure you too. I, I don't know how much you can say about it, but obviously Iron Gate has been teasing a lot of information about the new biome, the next biome, which is the Ashlands.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Will we have the pleasure, pleasure to hear your music associated to the new biome? And if so, what are the kind of maybe hints that you can give us on the, the theme, the feel of it, if, you, uh, if you've already been at that part of the process?
3: I actually have not been commissioned to write any more music as it is now oh, that's really? where it stands but I have asked them it, to sort of plan it in so that because because like I said the Valheim stuff has usually come quite late and like oh we have 2 months until we need this finished now and then and then we just sort of I work really hard at that and I, I want to have more time to work on it so I'm hoping that I can get in earlier this time and mm-hmm. um and make something I I have a feeling that I will be writing the music you can never say until there's a contract Nothing is true in this until there's a contract, but yes. <laughs> I think that I've made good enough music that they will want me back. Uh, hey. But we shall see. I shall, uh, when I have something more to tell about what's happening, mm-hmm. uh, I will. I mean, the interesting thing, looking back at what Mistlands used to look like with the s- spiders and all of that, and now is the Mistlands, very different. I've seen sort of some images of the Ashlands, but we have no idea what that's going to look like in the end. It might yeah. completely yeah. Right. change. Right. I don't know. I haven't seen it in game, actually.
1: Yeah, just like the Mistlands, the old Mistlands would have had a very different sound, obviously, than mm-hmm. than what we have now. But yeah, oh, it's, yeah. Exactly. it's still too early in the process. But even with the images that they've released, I don't know, for some reason I, I hear a lot of like heavy, heavy drums...
4: Yes, me yes. too. Don't you yeah, just like? Oh my gosh! So <laughs> I, I don't know.
1: Something about the uh, yeah, the no. ash Lads. I just hear heavy like, drums, but yeah. like you who know. Knows where oh gosh, what go. are they?
4: <laughs> I know. I know this name. What are they called? The like the really giant, um, uh, Asian style drums. The the
0: taiko. Yeah, the giant Japanese taiko. Japanese, yeah, 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 yeah. yes, yeah. Which I actually have, I'm
3: possibly going to record for another game. I have a friend who plays Taiko taiko here with an organization called Taikoz, And (laughs) I'll see if I I can uh, rent some players from there and and, uh, record something with that for another game. And then that would tie very well in with this.
4: (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm. Awesome. We shall see. We shall see.
4: Sorry, the music nerd in me is just like having a field day right now. (laughs)
3: <laughs> but thank you for the suggestion. I'll keep that in the back of my head as I if if I get to write more music, which I hope I will. Yeah.
4: Well, you know, it's a good idea if like multiple of us had a similar idea mm-hmm. without even talking to each other about it. So, you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
6: <laughs>
5: That's very true.
1: Well, thank you so much for coming on and thank you for sharing the uh meadows song that uh you know, didn't make it into the game. It's interesting to hear that a sound like that it's not in the game, but it still feels of Valheim. So I it can see. Still,
4: yeah, it feels like you're coming home.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, th- thank you for your time and thank you for sharing.
3: Thank you, everybody, for your time and 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 passion and fun. And you're all really lovely people to get to chat with.
0: Aww. Aww. Thanks, Patrick. <laughs> thank it's you. always a pleasure to
1: have you. Yay. All right. Well, I so think- hope you
3: have a lovely day, everybody.
1: So, you too. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, That's going to do it for this week. Thanks for joining me, everyone.
0: Thanks for having us.
1: That's it. (laughs) That's it for now. (laughs) Have fun out there. Bye. Bye bye. Bye.